good morning. So, here we are again, back in our homes. <laughs> Although I probably haven't actually left mine. It's a strange world that we're living in at the moment. Pandemic life, COVID life, isn't easy. But here we go, looking up, focusing on God again. This morning, my talk is entitled Wholeheartedly Creative. As Joe so beautifully expressed last Sunday, the Bible frequently reminds us of the awesome creative power of God, starting at the very beginning of Genesis. In the New Testament, Paul even says that the complexity and beauty of creation renders men without excuse for not believing in God. Oh, Jesus arrives on earth not as a warrior king, but as one of history's greatest storytellers. Creativity is woven through scripture and it's woven through our lives. This morning, I want to read to us from Ephesians 2. Starting in verse 4, it says, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. The word handiwork in this passage is often translated as workmanship, but the Greek word here is poema, excuse my pronunciation, from which we get the word poem. Poema means something made, and in our biblical context is something made by God himself. So it translates that our lives are a work of divine Joe classified us all last week. He said we're all creative, but some of us are traditionally creative and others of us bring about life in different ways as they use spreadsheets or teach or do maths to the glory of God. I like this image of Brian May, astrophysicist and guitarist, creative in all aspects of his life. I love this one too of the girls who worked out how to run a generator on a litre of urine. Now that 
is creative. I personally, it's no surprise, am traditionally creative. I paint, I draw, I make. I can't help myself. It's who I am. I lean into my creativity. I didn't used to. For a long time, I didn't feel terribly compatible with mainstream Christianity. I wasn't a musician. I didn't make banners. I didn't fit the mould. I felt a bit much, to be honest, and everyone around me seemed so normal that I thought I needed to change to fit in. But the more I threw myself into pursuing God, the more I realised that my creativity wasn't just acceptable to him. He loved it. I was his daughter, made in his image. And he could use my creativity to his glory. He could speak through me and through everything I made. God loves to speak. He talks all the time. Our problem is that we seldom listen. When we choose to listen to God, turn down the noise of our lives for a short while, we can capture glimpses of who he is all around us and we can begin to reflect them in us, through us and through ourselves. Be encouraged to be who you are, for who you are is an expression of our creator God. Each of our lives is poetry, for we, you, I, are the poema of God. Now, I don't know what you think of when I use the word poem. Many of us have only ever read poetry at school because we are made to, or are, maybe we're cross at some kinds of poetry because they don't rhyme. My dad loved poetry. I was brought up on poems of people like Spike Milligan and Ogden Nash. Here's a classic poem from my childhood by Ogden Nash. Spring is sprung, the grass is riz. I wonder where them birdies is. They say the bird is on the wing, but that's absurd. The wing is on the bird. Limericks, they were another favorite. But as I got older, I memorized the Jabberwocky by Lewis Carroll pure fantasy, or I would lose myself in the narrative poems of Keats and other historical poets. When I discovered the Bible, I was fascinated by the poetry in the Psalms and elsewhere, and by the pictures created in the creation story and by the parables of Jesus. My life, our lives are the poema of God, each different each beautiful, full of life and possibility. Some poems uh, contain tragedy, some lots of laughter. Our lives will contain both, no doubt, but we are all carefully planned and beautifully made. You are God's workmanship. You are his poem. We are the poema of God. In Romans 1, 19-20, Paul writes, They know the truth about God because he made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, the eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. 
so that phrase was created, is the only other place where the word poema is used. God has written two great poems, one in nature, in the world around us, in the cosmos, and the other in each of our individual lives. And in the same way that people cannot deny the reality of God if they look at the world around them, they will not be able to deny the reality of God if we welcome them into our lives. We are God's poetry, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. As new creations in Christ Jesus, or old creations, like me, who were made a new creation a very long time ago, we need to remember that we are created for God's glory and created for good deeds. It's through our good deeds that our Father gets all the glory. I think when we change our perspective, often our lives change and it's easier for us to shine. Seeing yourself as a poem is a change of perspective, as divine poetry. Now that makes things different. In my life, someone prayed over me a very long time ago what seemed like a very strange prayer to pray. I was beginning to move in the prophetic and they prayed over me that every part of my life, from all that I created, even down to the way I dressed, would be filled with the prophetic and would speak. That simple prayer changed my perspective, opened my eyes to the possibility that all my creativity Every part of me would be to the glory of God. And that's what has happened. God drew that particular part of my poem out of me. I don't wear trousers. And there's a godly reason for that. I carefully choose my jewellery every day with God to remind me of scripture and to carry others with me in prayer. As I listen to God, for him to speak, to speak his poem over my life, everything begins to take on a different perspective a deeper meaning. Prayer often has much more of a significance, sometimes even an eternal significance. I choose to see myself as a poem being written by God. I choose to give the control of my life, my hands, my heart to him so he can speak. Michelangelo, the amazing artist, was once asked what he was doing as he chipped away at a shapeless rock. And he replied, I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. And that is what God is doing with us. We are in the hands of the great maker, the ultimate sculptor, who created the universe out of nothing. And in the same way as we create we too are looking for the angel in the rock, looking for the possibilities of beautiful things that we can join with God in making. The places where we can call out life, where our creativity flows of an outpouring with our walk with Jesus. It becomes an organic entity with the potential to explode into unforeseen territories and places. It's like dropping brilliantly coloured ink into a sparkling lake and watching the ink spread and change unpredictably in hue and intensity as it catches the light. 
God can take our creativity and turn it into something far more than we could have ever imagined. The more time we spend with him and the more we trust him to make something beautiful in our lives and with our hands and with our words. We are the poema of God. Breathe that in. Let it change the way you see your life. You, your life is a work of art, designed to be seen, designed to be read, full of good works that bring glory to God. God does not make mistakes. You are the workmanship of a loving father. It's okay to be different. It is a good thing to be you. It's okay if you don't believe that right now. It's okay to not always believe that it's a good thing to be yourself. The Psalms show us that it's okay to lament. It's okay to have pain, to have sorrow. But it doesn't stop it being true that it's a good thing to be you because our God does not make mistakes. It's okay to feel on the outside because do you know what? That's where Jesus is, on the outside, at the margins, with the poor, the poor in spirit, the physical poor, with those who need. He is in the centre too and if that's where you dwell, look up. Don't get so used to his presence that you forget his power. And let his grace push you to the margins where your life can be read by a hungry world. We are the poema of God. We, you, I, am fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are called to be wholeheartedly creative. Like our God, the master craftsman. Scripture tells us that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I would say, out of the overflow of the heart, the hands make and light shines. So what's in our hearts? Do we yearn to be more wholehearted, more focused on the God that we love, so that we can be more wholeheartedly creative in our lives for his glory? Is that our desire? You are the poema of God and he is writing something beautiful. Let's open our hearts to him, to this possibility this morning. Let's open our hearts to the God that we love. As I was preparing for this morning, I felt God say that he wanted to speak a blessing over us. So before I pray, that's what I want to do. So as we are all in our homes, sitting, standing, let's quieten our hearts and minds so we can receive this blessing from God this morning. The blessing for us says, May the love of God be the passion in your heart. 
the joy of God, your strength when times are hard. The presence of God, a peace that overflows. The word of God, the seed that you might sow. May the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes. The love of God be reflected in your hands. The wisdom of God be reflected in your words and the knowledge of God flow from your heart that all might see. Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that are soft, fertile ground for your words to take root. We are the poema of God. We are your poetry, and you are writing beautiful things in our lives just as you were writing beauty and knowledge about you into creation at the dawn of time. Our lives, like creation, are your masterpieces. Whether we feel like a limerick or an epic piece of poetry, that's not the issue, Lord. Your presence reflected in our lives, reflected in our creativity, that's what matters. Help us to love you more, be the passion in our hearts. Be the joy that makes us strong when we feel weak. Flow through us and out of us as rivers of peace. Give us a thirst for your words and help us to stop and quieten ourselves and listen for long enough to hear you speak. May people see you when they see me, when they look at us. Help us, Lord, to more and more be a reflection of you. Be in our eyes and in the works of our hands. We want to know you, Lord, for the overflow of our hearts, to be a river of love, a river of the love of God and the presence of Christ Jesus. Amen.